you xenomorph, you Louis. Xenomorph. You're evil. <laughs> Welcome to the swamp. Yeah, good to be back, Russ. It's been um, a, a bit of a while between drinks, Russell. I think we've um, uh, been off air for about two weeks now. Yeah, and we've been remiss. We've been slack. We've been taking up our own and slack accrued from the last podcast, I think, and gone with it. We've run with it. Yeah, but which is not, actually not quite. No. Yeah, no. That, that well, I was going to say that's actually code for um, we've been busy as busy yeah. as hell. Yeah, yeah. Busy so beaters, yeah, yeah. No, we've been we've been um, yeah, basically working really really hard on uh, organising our inaugural. Uh, Democracy at Work Melbourne meeting, which finally got off the ground, Russ. Yeah, yes. yeah, we're, we're finally legit. Yep, yep. Yeah. So we're basically going to um, explore a bit more of our transform portal. Yeah, with that with that segment. That sounds but we'll good. go go into other areas, maybe looking it into uh, the Inspire portal with um, the new idea we have for um, the, the blog uh, section called the Swamp Radio. We're gonna we're gonna talk a bit about that, give you a little preview of that. And I took a trip to Melbourne last week, which was one of the many things that, that I did and we did um, to the CRRR exhibition uh, on at the State Library. I, I want to talk a little bit about that and, and my, my day in Melbourne and all the cool things that are happening and available for you in Melbourne. Absolutely. Because this is where we are based in good old <laughs> Melbourne. So, you know, maybe people don't know. It's... it's it's not just kangaroos hopping down Burke Street. There's a bit more to it than that. You know, we're a bit, bit more upmarket now, yeah, a bit more cosmopolitan. It's the swamp that we know. Yeah. You know. yeah. So there's lots of things going on, and hopefully you can stay tuned for it. Check it out. Are you feeling swamped? I am so swamped, I just can't believe it. Oh, it's time for a new adventure. I think you're right. Yeah. A new adventure in pop culture. A new adventure in pop culture. About feeling swamped. Yeah, so I guess uh, listeners will have been um, uh, listening to us uh, certainly talk before about uh, Democracy at Work, a group, uh, as far as I'm aware, uh, basically put together by, by Professor Richard Wolf, a Marxist uh, economist based in, um, uh, in New York. Um, and, and so the Democracy at Work is really a, a platform to yeah, basically promote um, the idea of uh, people uh, creating uh, worker cooperatives, uh, something that Richard Wolf's been talking about and, and working upon for uh, many years, and it keeps growing. So it's gone, um, uh, and he's got a syndicated uh, weekly podcast now right across the US and beginning to go global, um, mm-hmm. with shows appearing all over uh, Europe, parts of Asia, and uh, we can now say... Uh, very shortly down in Melbourne as well and yes, that's that's right that's that's you know pretty much how me and Russ have um, have got involved with that we were really keen and it talked about maybe six or eight months ago or perhaps even longer about maybe trying to do something um, locally and so I, I literally just wrote to, to Betsy at democracy at work in um, in New York and uh, everyone's welcome to do that and we'll certainly be able to add some of the links to that if yep. people want to follow yep. that yep. Um, and really the, the feedback I got from her was like look you know she, she'd keep my email and put me in touch with people as they came along and so it's kind of sat in 
a bit like hibernation for a few months where certainly me and Russell would be, you know, discussing um, the week, the weekly uh, podcasts and monthly videos um, that would be on the main site mm-hmm. and thinking about um, things that we could do locally. But uh, finally, some, some enough local people um, uh, got interested to write to me and got interested in having a meeting. And what I can jump to and say is um, many months later that uh, last Sunday, um, uh, that, that, that was great. We had uh, Jude Pereira and a couple of um, other local people in Melbourne that uh, um, got together for, for our initial meeting in Cranbourne. Uh, uh, Jude's actually a, a member of parliament here in Victoria, so he was kind enough uh, to offer his uh, parliamentary offices in um, uh, uh, Cranbourne for our initial meeting, and it was great. I mean, I think that uh, for all of us that went across with probably not really much of an idea about who we'd be meeting, what we'd be doing yeah. exactly, yeah. how it would go, uh, uh, would there be some common ground, um, would, would, would it be a, a quick meet and greet and coffee and like, oh, well, that didn't, not much came out of that. But no, I think that after all of us probably having our initial nervous start in meeting each other yeah. and wondering yeah. what all of this was about, um, well, what I can happily report, and hence why the, um, the swamp has been difficult to record for the last uh, week or so, has been that um is that there's a real difference in reading stuff, listening to stuff, talking to people about stuff, and then in actually doing stuff. Yeah. And I think the the one thing that came across probably to all of us at the end of that first two or three hour meeting last week was um, just finding solidarity with other people. Mm-hmm. We can so often yeah, feel that, good. you know, um, you know, given our our kind of political um, viewpoint or perspective, that we're a bit out there on the outer and sure a are. bit of a fringe group that um, can find us in complete open overwhelmed from the mainstream capitalist culture that uh, basically creates most of the swamp um, yep. but um, but me and Russ have been sort of you know riding around in that little dinghy for a while that you guys will see on the website <laughs> and I'm um, trying to stay afloat and happily we can say we've actually bumped into a few other people doing yeah. likewise yeah we were fishing for them when we found them yeah, we, we pulled, reeled them in. We've reeled them in, and so that's <laughs> that's kind of led to us, um, which I'll expand on a little bit. But you know, certainly uh, we've now got a, a quite a functioning little happy uh, Facebook group for the Democracy at Work Melbourne site up mm. and running, and yeah. um, that's growing all the time now with lots of people posting and cross posting stuff of interest. It's, yeah. it's been amazing, um, just the amount, amount of people who are just joining in. Yeah, you know, it's really yeah. starting to snowball, yeah. and it's crea- starting to create some rather interesting issues for us in terms of how to manage this. Yeah, you like know, I mean, I think it's something that that we should talk about because if anyone wants to do something like this, these are sort of the obstacles, some of the challenges, that, that challenges yeah. that we will come up against. Yeah, just um, how do you go about coordinating all these different people? Who do you actually let in? Who do you let out? We had one example with a, a, a sort of a, an acquaintance of ours who uh, wanted to join the group and. He's based over in Poland. Do we really need people from Poland? How, how are they going to come to yeah, the meeting? to interact with the, with the, with the as group. As one example. Yeah. Um, and then you, you'll get oh, clearly people who really is not interested in, in trolling. How do, you, how do you... Kind of filter and filter vet this yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's been a, an interesting issue that we're, we're continuing to engage in at the moment. It's becoming... An important one now because since it is starting to snowball, yeah, we I mean, need to get this under wraps. Yeah, I mean, it would have been um, 
problems that we wouldn't have envisaged because really we didn't envisage that there would be a whole number of people immediately wanting to join. The so problem of popularity. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So so I get just by I guess way of background, I mean we're really conscious both um, myself and Russell, you know, personally like for anyone that's obviously been following the Swan podcast or on the website, I mean it, for us, it's all about you know, um, you know, trying to um, you know develop, create, and work within democratic structures that enable maximum participation for everybody, and make sure that all voices mm. are heard mm. and people have an equal uh, say and can contribute equally and so forth. Um, which is all great in theory. Mm. Um, we hope it will be also, and I'm very confident, great in practice. The challenge is actually, but how to do that? So as just some um, you know, very co- kind of concrete examples. I mean, if anyone wants to try this out there for your own groups, um, yeah. uh, you know, when you... Uh, so, well, so, so by way of background, the, the advice we'd got from Democracy at Work already yeah. from the head office in New York was to definitely set up a, a, a Facebook group rather than a Facebook page. And one of the reasons yeah. for doing that is that um, by having the group, it actually enables anybody who then wants to join to be able to become involved, po- uh, you know, post their own... Um, Articles and videos and and things of interest that they want to share, and that's a lot easier to do on a group page uh, than on a Facebook page. It also means that it immediately lends itself to being much more, I guess, co-shared and co-owned by by the group. The only yeah. problem with that was that in setting up the Facebook group, I mean, um, you know, obviously given that me and Russ were the only members at that stage when we got set up, uh, we were obviously both down as approvers. So that immediately creates a little tension um, mm. for me and Russell where at the moment we're the only two people that can actually approve people are, that want to join. We are the keepers join. of the gate. We are the keepers of the gate and that wasn't a role that we... Fascist kind of, bastards. Yeah, that we sort of really <laughs> uh, thought enough about or sort of took on. So there's one issue around yeah. how do we grow but maintain our uh, democratic principles to ensure that everybody has an equal membership and say and voting rights in uh, um, creating this group and developing this group. So that's really important. On the other hand, um, as soon as you grow, we're immediately faced by the challenge of, but so how do you get certain things done? Um, You know, if if we're all going to have to wait till all 40 of us at the moment vote on something, that could be a while before everybody does that. So, so there are some practical issues about mm, that, but mm. but these are the really, I think, um, really great um, uh, problems for people to and challenges for people to work through in trying to apply yeah. alternate ways of organising. So, yeah. but I should just say that um, uh, for anyone that might be listening to this and, and visits us at our Democracy at Work Melbourne Facebook page or group rather, if you visit that gr- group page and you get interested in what's going on there. Just hit the join uh, button. Uh, me or Russell will, will get a will be sent a request that you want to join that will only yep. uh, too happily yep. approve. Once that happens, I'll also then happily send you out uh, an invitation to join the group's Lumio uh, page, um, and that way you'll actually be able to get um, much more involved and actually be able to um, uh, get involved and vote on any of the actions that we're currently taking. Yep. So some of the projects for that at the moment where we're actually already 
already we thought initially that the group might only meet every three months. We've already worked out fairly quickly that there's going to be a need to meet yeah. quicker than that because the group's grown and things are happening. Yeah. Um, so we've actually just sent out a proposal to try and get uh, another our next meeting happening either next week or in a fortnight's time, and that's something that the group itself will vote on. And also just trying to draft a, an agenda for that item with a couple of action items. And again, that's something that anyone that's um, uh, been invited and involved in the Lumio uh, group can then also shape and comment on and provide feedback yeah. to. And that always brings in a, a new aspect for us. We've got to find a venue. We had a venue last week because Jules Pereira um, let us use his um, office his space, office which was Cranberry. great. And thank you, Jude. Yes. Yep, but um, but people are coming from all all parts of uh, Victoria or Melbourne yes. out, of, out of Melbourne, and uh, we've got to find a new venue. So. Um, we possibly may be doing some pub crawling next week. <laughs> or excuse for pub crawling, just yeah. to find a, an appropriate venue within yeah. a pub or maybe a, a cafe. So if you do see sort of two middle-aged dudes in a dinghy sitting somewhere in a yeah. pub near you, that's what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you're welcome to join by all means and, yeah, and argue with yeah, I mean, again, I mean, in lots of our um, urban cities around the world, but certainly places like Melbourne that are, you know, extremely far flung and uh, with their urban sprawl, a bit like LA for anyone that's listening somewhere else. Um, our, our, I mean, you know, Melbourne's, um, you know, urban reach goes out sort of 40 kilometres from the CBD. So, yep. so we've got people living all over the place, and that really does make it a bit of a challenge yeah. to to meet physically. And, and so, a lot of them without, um, using public transport. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah. unfortunately, Jews office is based out at one end of uh, mm. Melbourne the, uh, in the outer um, outer southeastern suburbs and we might need to possibly look at trying to do something more central and yeah um, but it's just one of those yeah. practical issues that you have to deal with when you're getting a group like this together that's right but so that so so all of this is about um, you know which is really the point of putting this on on our transform portal is about transformation it's about um, you know all of us spend time uh, uh, absorbing um, the things that we read and watch and talk about and listen to and pay attention on but um, but if you're wanting to transform that transformation has got to start with yourself and that starts by you know actually getting involved and um, where there's an opportunity to join some something and get involved with some other people so you can get some some group action happening on something that's important to you like democracy at work like on spreading the good word about um, developing um, worker cooperatives that me and Russell have certainly been badgering all of our listeners for long enough that um, that's the way to go um, then you know to put it bluntly you know you've got to get Get off your butt, get in that dinghy, and start paddling fast, and um, get something happening. I think you flogged that metaphor long enough. Thanks, Rui. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, let's give this thing a whirl. Give it a whirl. So you're about to my, my, carry on with Lisa Caron. No, Leslie, you never get it right, do you? Leslie Caron. In fact, I'm not going to carry on with Leslie Caron because I'm going to... Where's the bloody... Carry on with... No, um... The Swamp? All right, we're back. Um, uh, we were talking about uh, Melbourne, about walking the streets of Melbourne and the pubs. Going You're to the a pubs. street walker. Going to the pubs. Uh, Melbourne is a great place, and I was there on last Friday, um, this being Sunday, um, Friday week now, um, and I went in specifically to go to an exhibition uh, that was on at the Melbourne State Library, uh, what used to be the old 
museum. Yeah, yeah. Um, to see uh, the Triple R ex- exhibition, Triple R radio station three Triple R. Oh wow! The, about. Was that to do with the the fortieth anniversary? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, they have okay. a special exhibition. It's finished now, um, but it, I think it was, it was about the second last day when I was there. Mm. Um, and I'll, so I'll talk a little bit about that and about my, my day in Melbourne. It started out um, badly in some ways because, I stupid me, I, I thought it was going to be at the um, National Gallery, <laughs> okay. which is the other so- end of Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. The, so the, you're walking down Sakura Road to... Yeah, across the Yarra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's how the, but it's a nice sunny day. I had a nice walk down there and then yep. discovered my mistake. Well the, well, the gallery, I mean, I remember even as a child, for anyone that knows the Melbourne Art Gallery, that, um, yeah, that, the, the, the lovely glass um, you know, glass yeah, doors oh, with yeah. the rolling water. That I mean, yeah. I think I'm always still mesmerised by that, even 40 years later. Well, right? so, yeah. I was tempted, yeah. to, even though I, you know, disappointed that I was in the wrong spot, I was very tempted to, to have a wander through. Just yeah, time, just catch so. up with the gallery a bit. And, yeah, have yeah. a look at the big stained glass ceiling room and yeah. all that, but, but I ended up deciding to, I'd better shush off and end up going back up the road to... Uh, Flinders Lane um, had a meal at, at a fabulous little um, a Mexican um, fast food joint, I guess, called Mad Mex, um, which is on Flinders Lane, just just down from. Uh, very swampy food. Pretty swampy, yeah, but very nice. The only annoying thing about Mad Mex I, fa- I find is you go in, there's some fabulous Mexican music playing. It's playing pretty loudly though, right? Um, and you've got to order. Your, your, it's like a bit like Subway. You, you choose your. your oh, um, so you your sort fillings. of walk up along a sort of a buffet bar. Choosing yeah, the things you that choose you, the feeling. You decide right. what you're going to have. I had a sort of a melt thing. Right. There was um, a chicken melt, but then the, the the lovely girl behind the counter was, you know, just mumbling. Oh, would you like this? Would you like that? And I could hardly hear her. You know. Right. Uh, and sorry, Russell, was this uh, not Tex Mex? It's called Mad Mex. Mad Mex. Mad Max. Mad Max. Yep, right. And okay. I don't know if they've got a franchise or there are many other stores around. But, no, because um, I think Tex Mex might be a franchise that I think yeah. I've seen, but I'm not sure about Mad Mex. I don't yeah, think I've well, seen. I don't, well, yeah. Anyone I know of, but yeah, it might be great. worth checking out to see if there are more around because um, yeah. you know it'd be nice to know there's one nearby because mm-hmm. I quite like the place. But like I was saying, you know, you, you get you do the orders with this loud music and the, and the ladies, you know, you constantly going, What, excuse me, um, you know, <laughs> but eventually I got, I got my food, sat down, and had a nice meal. Um, and it's actually quite pleasant. I mean, it sounds a little bit sort of, yeah, I guess maybe that's the picture, a little bit more fast foody, but with a good Mexican food. Yep. But it was actually a pleasant enough place to sit in. Yeah, or? very, okay. Very, yeah, very, you know, okay. watching, it's right in the, the business area of Melbourne down there on Flinders Lane near, near Elizabeth Street, watching all the business people walking past for lunch and right. um, avoiding where I was but the, the only problem was that the food it can get, get a bit messy I found um, but Mexican food can be a bit like that yeah I, I, I think for, for those l- lunchtime Melbourne um, you know corporate lawyers walking along with their you know taxes and ties and <laughs> no. whatever it's probably not the best no, choice no yeah. no well yeah. there are lots and lots of um, receptacles for, for um, tissues and, and what um, to wash hands yeah, and, and yeah lots, of, lots of hand cloth. to clean the mess yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely a lot of, lots of that going so it on it sounds like it was yummy but messy yummy yeah. but messy yeah, yeah. you bet yeah. but anyway with, with my, my belly full, I, I ventured further down Flinders Lane to one of my favourite record stores in Melbourne, uh, the Off the Hip Record ah, Store, right. um, which is on, well, it's sort of off Flinders Lane. Um, just pause while we find Yeah, I think it's at 381 Flinders Lane, Melbourne. I think you might be right there. You, and it's yeah. not really easy to find if you don't know what you're looking for because it's, it's off Flinders Lane. Um, there's a little, a little lane off there um, to the left going down towards Spencer Street. You know what I'm talking about. Um, 
and there's a very small sign saying records it's almost it's in a basement sort of area and your your host there is mick um who is um a really really fabulous guy um and um he he's wears you know largely you're talking about we're talking indie records we're talking garage rock we're talking you know obscure australian stuff um off the hip has its own record label and so obviously it has a lot of their own material there um i know from mix told me that that um he doesn't pay rent on this place so i guess he's um, not worried too worried about promotion he's relying a lot on uh, word of mouth so I'm giving it to you right now, some word of mouth off the hip. Um, and one of the fabulous things about the story is that it has its own little, little uh, stage, a little band area, and often they'll be featuring bands in the store. They'll do sort of in-store sort of, yeah, I think, yeah. promoting a lot of um, the record label's um, bands. I think they also have affiliation with some other um, venues in Melbourne, like uh, the Old Bar and Fitzroy, and I think even Yaya's in Collingwood. Yeah, yeah. Both really cool places. In fact, I was at the. So they've been there for a while, Russ? Or... Oh, yeah, he's, yeah been, the... he's been there for quite a few years now, old right. Um I mean, we know that, you know, the, the huge resurgence, obviously, an interest in um, uh, buying and collecting and, and, and now releasing and publishing um, uh, vinyl records, yep. but um, he's obviously been there long before the, the, yeah. the, 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 the recent Renaissance. Yes, yeah. yeah, he has. Yeah, he's been there for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but well worth checking out um, if you're in that, that part of town. If you yeah, and I think I mean like just from um, what what you're describing there, Russ, and I'm, uh, as we're talking, I've brought up the, uh, the the Facebook page for Off the Hip Records, and um, mm. uh, interestingly, it makes mention they've actually got um, live bands that actually yeah, perform at the yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was just yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Um, yeah, I hadn't been there, seen any, but there, there was a band playing there the day I was there in that afternoon. Awesome. Um, but um, you know, it's, it's very nichey. Um, um, yeah, that's right. That's that's the the flyer that I had. Yeah, so they've got their fifteenth um, anniversary. anniversary coming yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, March the seventeenth uh, at the Old Bar, you which I actually may try and, and make. What day would that be? March the seventeenth. Uh, so that's going to be uh, what sounds to me like uh, I know that next uh, Sunday is the thirteenth. So okay, therefore. It's be in the middle of the week. Week, so like a Wednesday, Thursday night next. Okay, well, uh, yeah, well, so, so Thursday week, something like that. Okay, mm. well, seventeenth of March, fifteenth anniversary, off the hip with the Pink Fits and Brat Farrah. Yep. So definitely yeah. a cool one to go. So that was off the hip, and uh, so from there I moseyed back up the road along Elizabeth Street. Um, and went, made my way to the pop culture mecca of Melbourne, uh, the Swamp's own, very own adorable favourite uh, pop culture store, the Minotaur Shop, which everyone should go to. You, you It's downstairs. You go to um, you, down the, then these stairs and you encounter the actual Minotaur at the, at the, at the front of the shop. There's this big... Um, statue of, of an actual minotaur of, of Greek legend. Wow! Which is, and he's been there for since the shop started, which is, must have been back in the 1980s. I've been following that store around Melbourne all these years. That once it was located on Swanson Street, then it went on to Burke Street, and uh, so it's been other places. Of, and, right. and now it's, oh, I know it was in a little arcade off Burke Street at one point. And now it's down on Elizabeth Street. Yeah, at, 121. Um, yeah, Elizabeth 121 Street. Elizabeth Street between uh, Collins and uh, Burke Street. Um, yeah, just sort of at the back of the Regent Theatre there, for anyone that knows that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's a great place to go to. You, you will find all kinds of weird, geeky people in there, as well as weird, geeky um, stuff, comic books, um, science fiction, fantasy. It's uh, the books, pop culture megastore. TV, rock. 
magazines, figurines, um, dolls. Um, adult swimwear. Yeah. Adult swimwear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on. Just, just check out their, their, uh, their Beatles, homepage, yeah. um, Suicide Squad. Movie memorabilia, it's, books. You know, and everything in its collectible wrappers. Wow. Geek heaven, basically. Um, yeah. And the sort of people go there, it's... It, it's really interesting mix of um, it's broad cross section and yeah. um, a friend of mine Matthew was there the other day and he commented on on, on how niche and, and obscure it all was but I, I think it's becoming much more mainstream actually right. you will find you know suited uh, gentlemen there and you'll you'll find alternative Japanese babes in the in weird costumes just just well I mean we're talking everything around. from sort of you know pop culture erotica humor manga yeah. fighting and wrestling yeah. science fiction I mean fantasy art they're pretty wide eclectic kind of taste that are going to yeah. draw on you know clearly yeah. you know a much wider audience yeah. than perhaps your, your friend is saying yeah because yeah. over the years yeah. i've noticed the a changing that way um you right. know from being very um specific niche nerd culture to um yeah mainstream yeah. It's the only way I can can put it. It's it's nerd is becoming. I mean, I, I sort of pictured Rusty on this sort of like little store down down some steps in an alleyway. That would be a little bit like the guys at um at, at Eastland playing the um the uh, the war games. Uh, <laughs> you know, um whatever that's called. You know, the yeah, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, well, there is certainly some of that, that group well. there. But they're obviously only a little sub niche within. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so many different interests and um like some of those mainstream TV shows that we talk about like. Um, um, the Vikings or Vikings Breaking or Bad. Breaking or, Bad or yeah. um, especially Battlestar Galactica, Star Wars, Star Trek, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, everyone loves that, you know. And, you know, if you can get like a a special replica hand Solo figurine, that's, that's where you go. The only the only negative I would say about the place is um, a lot of their, their, um, their wares are pretty expensive. Um, a lot of right. it's imported. Um, I guess you know often lots lots of sort of um, you know, hard to get yeah. um, one of a kind kind of stuff or or yeah. you feel kind of you know well, well they're all imported so they're going to be subject to import anyway. taxes yeah. and, and all the rest yeah. of it there's no way to get them cheap um, for your information I bought myself a, a Buffy uh, graphic novel while I was there because um, there's Buffy up to season eleven now right and I got the one of the second last of the season tens which I didn't have um, I could have bought another one but um, at twenty no thirty three bucks a pop it was getting a bit too expensive for me yeah <laughs> so I made my purchase to the unsmiling clerk there who had headphones on and wasn't listening to me anyway oh wow <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> looking very bored um, bit of an attitude problem yeah I think so and made my way out of there with my Poitras, and then finally made my way up to the, the National Library on Swanson Street. To actually see the to Triple, see the triple R, R right. um, exhibition, which was... And what did you find there? Um, well, there were a lot of... Um, it was sort of fairly interactive. They had some uh, little booths there with the little headphones where you could... Oh, and playlists where you could the, listen to some yeah. of the old playlists that they had some special segments yeah. um, from different years and different DJs, different, different epochs in Triple R's... Um, history also a lot of um, visual stuff a lot of um, posters um, gig posters uh, photos of various people have been through and um, accounts of the history of the the, the, the um, station uh, there was a um, 
a big screen showing films of uh, concerts they put on on the roof there. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, they had the drones on from about 1992 or something, I guess. Um, and there was a big display, big TV display, a lot of sort of old school stuff, retro TVs with a documentary that that channel ABC had done maybe many years ago about right. three triple R, wow. which was showing on a loop. Right. Um, but probably my favourite thing was this lovely little booth that had a little computer with a microphone, and it had sort of the um, the triple R. Um, a program schedule laid out for you and you could choose like your favorite triple uh, r program and you, you could do your own little promo into the microphone and record it oh wow and then you could send it to triple r and i think the idea was they were going to going to play them fantastic and yeah. i did one yeah yeah oh awesome yeah, um, yeah, yeah i yeah. actually chose um respect the rock respect the which rock which was hosted by the fabulously named nicole tedpool because <laughs> uh, um, she she's fantastic and it plays lots and lots of hard rock and heavy metal and uh, um, in the afternoon usually I think Monday to Fridays um, so I really love that show and so I did my own little promo for, for Respect the Rock yeah 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 um, would you like to hear it yeah, I would love to hear um, it because yeah. I had this in mind whenever I listen to the program there's always um, little promos as she gets the guests coming on to do for the, for the show and I've always had in my mind what it should be and it should be this it should be uh, welcome to Respect the Rock here with Nicola Tadpula the <laughs> Ayatollah uh, well you get the rest yeah, and that was my awesome. um, my little uh, promo there and I sent it off to her and I'm hoping she'll play it because <laughs> I think it's a good one Nicola Tadpula um, and anyway I loved that that was um that was just another thing that, that they had on there and um, that you could do, making it very um, um, interactive. interactive. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't big. It wasn't, you know, it was just in one, a couple of little rooms there and um, just good nostalgia, especially for someone like me who was a DJ there once. In fact, I, they had a series of um, their playlists over the years, you know. They, they always put them out. They print, they print them up and put, and put them out, mm-hmm. you know. Every few months, and um, and I was and I was looking back at the old nineteen eighties one from nineteen eighty seven, no nineteen eighty six when I was a DJ there. Um, but my, my the program that I did wasn't up; it was just part of the all all night all night volunteers radio program. But I knew I was there. I knew that was that was me. Yeah, wow. There, yeah, yeah. Um, and amongst all the other classic programs. Yeah, no, I mean, it'd be a, yeah, a great feeling to know that. Um, yeah, you've been part of that um, history, sort of pretty much from the inception, yeah. both as a avid listener and and um, and broadcaster on yeah. on um, early broadcaster on on, on Triple R. But um, that sounds like a um, a very quintessential, you know, Melbourne day out. That's yeah, uh, it is. That was, that a good was day. yeah. 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 yeah, and finished off with a with a, a coffee at the Mister Tolk Cafe, of course, which is adjoining the the library there, which is fantastic. You've got to have a, a tough coffee in, in next to the library. You can sit down and, and read one of your books or whatever. Yeah, no, it is a particularly good coffee shop. So yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It sounds like you had a fantastic day, mm-hmm. Russ, and it was um, well worth the you know, the trip down memory lane. Yeah. Melbourne's got so much good for it. It does. It's swampy, but it's good. This yeah. promo has been brought to you by the <laughs> Melbourne um, um, Board of... Board of what they call tourism, um, tourism Board. board. Yes. yes, yeah, the, the, the Board for the Tourists, yeah, or the Tourists of the Board. Board Tourists. Yes. <laughs> Oh, 
And so, Russ, you had a purchase that you yeah. made. Yeah. yeah what, made, what was the purchase, man? Well, I made a purchase while I was at um, the Fabulous Off the Hips Records. Yeah. Um, just at our CD, as, as is my want. It's a great little garage band compilation of what garage stuff from the from Australia. Right. Well, I want a need love you, which for those people who are in the know would know that is the title of a song by the Black Diamonds, a classic uh, garage rock. Australian garage rock band from the 1960s. They only did a, a very handful of s- singles, but um, man, they were damn good. Um, um, anyway, so the album, it's actually a compilation of um, four artists' work, and okay. it pretty much in- includes all that they did. Um, the artists, uh, besides Black Diamonds, are The Five, Tony McCann, and The Pogs. And um, Oh, Tony McCann, we... we- talked about her a few episodes ago didn't we yeah Russ? when yeah. we talk, I talked about the, that book um, The Music Goes Around My Head yeah. uh, she was um, featured on that um, she was an interesting artist um, one of the, the few girl singers of the 60s who didn't go the sort of girly girl route of um, um, uh, Dinah Lee Dinah R- Lee actually was, comes closest to what she was doing Dinah right. Lee y- um, don't you know Yokomo but most of them were very much girly girl Ju- Judy Stone um, that sort of vibe Yep. Sort of um, gentle pop songs, where she, whereas Tony McCann's, you know, a bit of a bit, bit of a rocker, of a rocker. bit okay. of a rocker, so yeah. Uh, even uh, even the way she looked and had long hair and plain. I was going to say there's actually some similarity in the picture I'm seeing here. On what I've got to say is a beautiful insert, Russ. That's a really well, beautifully presented CD. Yeah. But, um, she almost reminds me of a sort of a. Um, a uh, um, you know um, Janis Joplin almost sort of lookalike. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I look at that and I see a, a young Kate Bush actually. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is not so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, indeed. <laughs> not a bad yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. look like. But yeah, yeah the, the album comes from uh, a, com- a playback records. Um, right. And I was t- talking to Mick, the owner of Off the Off the Hip, at the time when I bought the album, and um, he told me he he knows the guy who makes the made the album, who's who runs. Um, uh, playback records um, and uh, apparently he's released a couple of other um, albums in a similar style but um, they're not selling too well apparently I mean I think I'm, I was the, the only one who's bought this thing lately um, oh, it's right. really well it's obscure stuff I guess and it's, yeah. it's a very small um, yeah um, run that they would what's a small group label. of people who are interested in this sort of stuff unfortunately because which is a pity because it's really good stuff um, and I don't know why I just not well well, well promoted but I tell you what it's well presented um, yeah. this, this is a lot of stuff that that was was recorded by on, on the festival label, um, and the whole idea is a series of these. Um, this one's the Garage Beat Nuggets from the Festival Vaults. There are others. Uh, <clears throat> Which I'd love to get my hands on. Yeah, yeah. Which are um, already around or about to be. I, th- I think so. I right. think so. But but um, Mick wasn't stocking them at off the hip at the time. Right. Um, Probably just don't sell in the numbers. Too. No, but it's a pity because it's yeah. as you were saying, it's beautifully presented, presented yeah. fabulous booklet with all kinds of information. Yeah, no, you can see about that there's the a lot of love there from whoever you know, put photos, the collection together. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Um, yeah. Like for example, the, the Pogs. You probably don't know, but the Pogs, their singer, a fellow called Rory O'Donoghue, who uh, went on to become uh, thin arm. Arthur of, <laughs> of um, the Auntie Jack show. Yes, and, I'll, I'll rip your bloody arms off. <laughs> that's right. He had a big hit with um, Farewell Auntie Jack. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and, and like I said, it includes the everything that these, these artists released. And I really love the fact that there's three bands and one solo chick. 
yeah. a nice it's a nice mix yeah, yeah. um highly recommend it you, you can find it they still he still had a couple of copies of this at um off the hip so you can still get it anyway that was my purchase that I was had, a very good purchase i'd say russell yes. look i think that um if you were going to purchase anything <laughs> that'd have to be up there on the list yeah. i did the right thing you did indeed support your local artists Jack, we know you'll be back. Though you're ten feet tall, you don't scare us at all. You're big, bold, and tough, but you're not so rough. There's a scream as you plummet away. Hello, me little lovelies. So remember, you better listen to this song real close. I'll tell you what, if you don't, I'm going to jump through your speakers and rip your bloody arms off. And I will too. Don't forget it. Especially you, stupid. All right, here's a, a coming up segment now. Oh, yeah, like what's coming up for you in the swamp, bro? What's important, what's exciting, what to look out for. I'm going to start with you, Rui. What, what can you think of that's coming up? That's well, interesting definitely, it, well, when I say coming up, it's it's been out, I think, for, a, well, I'm sure probably quite a bit of time, perhaps overseas, more relatively more recently. the um, uh, We're up to season four of The Vikings oh, yeah. on um, yep. on Netflix is where I, 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 I've been watching it. And um, I can see that there's, I think, up to about episode eight there that have, have gone on. So I've just got to you know basically make some time in the mad month of March to sit down and catch up on all things <laughs> Vikings, as um, as you know from our our episode on that, um, that that really hit the spot, and I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to see where the series goes. I guess I'm um, I'll be interested as with most of these shows whether it. Um, you know, does it? I don't, I don't want to use the word. Um, yeah, that it kind of slowly degenerates into just yet another kind of story. Yeah. That hopefully it's still got um, you know new uh, some really break you know groundbreaking stuff to explore. Like I think it, it very much has done. It's been yeah. a really enjoyable series for me. Um, yeah, I hope it doesn't just start to become sort of degenerating into just sort of um, yeah the, the machinations and plottings of um, all the characters, but that we're still um, looking at sort of Viking culture um, and history develop over time. But anyway, I'm definitely gonna. I'm looking forward to to, to, to watching the rest of se- season number four. Yep, sounds good. Uh, for me, um, there's a couple of films coming up that are r- really exciting to me. Um, the new Alien film, Alien Covenant. Oh, yes. Um, di- again, directed by Ridley Scott. It's purported to be sort of a sequel to Prometheus, um, the, um, the most recent one. But uh, Which I you, think... you were a bit lukewarm on Prometheus, weren't you? No, no, no. no I enjoyed it very much. Okay. No, no, no. no yep, I loved yep, it. Yeah, confused it with someone else. Yep. You must have confused it. But <laughs> yeah. I guess what's what's strange to me is this whole idea that it's a, it's a sort of a sequel to that one because I've seen the previews and um, the previews seem to cover a different group of people that's not really following up what happens at the end of Prometheus um, and certainly uh, the main character in that as played by Numi Pace does not return um, the only person who does is um, 
What's his name? Michael Fassbinder. Michael Fassbinder comes back yeah. as Walter, the, the synthetic android, although I believe Fassbinder. this is probably a different version of that. It's probably a copy because there's probably multiple copies of these models. Do you think that Michael's in any way related to the you know, the famous German film director? You're not sure? Well, let's, yeah. let's Google that. Let's do that and find out. Just, right. just answer that amazing question. I'm, I'm thinking no. Yeah. Uh, it's probably yeah. a pretty common German name, yeah. I'm guessing. Yep. But one to look out for, um, really exciting... Um, uh, and the previews so, look great. In fact, it's interesting. There's a, uh, there's a special preview that I saw, which actually apparently isn't going to be in the film. It's an outtake from the film. Ah, um, doing the rounds already on the as, net, Yeah, as a right. as a preview. Uh, it's sort of called the Last Supper, and the the, the, the setup is um, the captain, the ship is is. Um, the crew have sort of given him some bad food so, so he retires to bed so they can have a bit of a slap-up um, last supper before they've got to go under hibernation on their trip. Right. And, and we get to meet the, the crew, and, and, and apparently the, the crew's made up of uh, couples. Yep. And, um, mostly male-female, but I think there's one um, male-male combination, just to keep it politically correct. Yeah, um, just, just sorry, Russ, just for <clears throat> to what you were saying there, uh, yep. I just just reading here on Wikipedia that uh, originally Ridley Scott revealed that he was playing two sequels to Prometheus, yep. which would lead into the first ah. Alien film. Ah. At, the, at the same time, Scott stated, maybe there will even be a fourth film before we get back into the Alien storyline. Ah. Scott confirmed in November 2015 that Alien, Covenant, would be the first of three additional films in the Alien pre prequel series before linking up with the original Alien. Oh, that's really interesting and great yeah. to know that there's so much more to come. Indeed. So, And that might explain why this one's not quite the sequel. Maybe the, one of the next ones will be a proper sequel to Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so you've How got, you love it? You've got a lot of aliens to uh, get through yet, mate. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. can't wait for more and more, so, and more xenomorph, xenomorph mayhem. Yeah, where, when is it due for release? You're not quite it's sure? It's May. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the trailers say May. Well, look but that's one. The other film, I guess, is um, Ghost in the Shell, which is a, a oh. live-action version of the anime. May film. Um, I don't know All much right. about it. I've seen a preview and I know Scarlett Johansson plays the main character. Well, it's got to be good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah well, she's yeah, in a lot yeah, of these kick ass kind of. She was in Lucy and. Yeah, uh, which was awesome. That was uh, Under really the Skin. Good uh, she's yeah. such an amazingly versatile actress and yeah. very brave, happy to sort of, you know, try yeah, new yeah, things yeah, and, yeah, really and not be glamorous all the time. And yeah. Yep. Love her. Yes. The yep. best. Yeah. And that's another one to look forward to. We love you, Scarlett. Um, give her your phone number. <laughs> anyway, and the other thing that that we'll just really... we'll play our lullaby to her. Yes, uh, well, oh. we'll grow his lullaby. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing, I guess, it's not so much coming up. It's more something that I've done. He's discovered um, Adam Savage, who uh, was one of the dudes in um, MythBusters. Yeah, he's got a new great show, series. Oh, okay. which because um, it finished about a year ago. Yeah, well, it's some time ago. Since yeah. it was running yeah. on SBS. Yeah. It ran on SBS for oh, I don't know, like it felt like twenty years. Yeah. It probably was. So. A good yeah. little show, really. Yeah. Yeah, nice yeah, format. Um, yeah. um, apparently, he's got a new series on his phone ever called Tested. Right. Where he basically tests Test more stuff. Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> they blow yeah. up more shit. <laughs> but apparently, it's, I mean, I've seen one episode, and uh, but it's fantastic. What the episode um, featured, um, the guy, I can't remember your name, played the, the chief in Battlestar Galactica. Um, and he just visits right. um, at, at Adam's studio, and Adam basically invites him over and basically gets him to work on this little model of um, a Battlestar Galactica Viper ship. And they're just two you know, middle-aged guys uh, working at their workshop Making this little model oh, and just wow. shooting the breeze, and um, and the guy, the actor, uh, talks about 
meeting Robin Williams, the the comedian who was a big fan, and having a bit of a conversation with him about that. And yeah, yeah. they're just shooting the breeze while, yeah. while they're making this model, and it's just really mm. laid back and interesting and R- fascinating. And, and so that's about to be released on. No, on, it's, that, it's well, it's it's, it's, out it's, now. it's, out on, it's about, you can catch it online right at the moment. Just type in "tested Adam Savage" and you'll find it. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got it online. I don't think he's got it. Um, uh, got it anywhere on on any TV Networks network? Or whatever, no, yeah. but unless it's states or I mean, yes. it's tailor made for that sort of thing. But you yeah. can certainly catch episodes at YouTube um, online. Um, that was just one episode that I saw. Um, yeah, you know, a fabulous little format. I, I definitely recommend it if you, if you like uh, MythBusters or any of that sort of geeky goodness. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, the final item, I guess, is is more close to home. Um, I think that we're working on here on the Swamp blog uh, called Swamp Radio. Yeah, we're going to go live, Russ. We're going to go live with it. But in the meantime, you can find it under our Inspire portal. Um, It's going to have an addition with Swamp TV at some point. But um, at the moment, it's Swamp Radio. The whole idea is it's a a theoretical construct at the moment. Uh, It's just a a, a grid of uh, Monday to, to Sunday all day sort of um, th- radio programs, yeah, yeah, programs basically yeah. that, that we've yeah. come up with. You're um, going from you know breakfast rock to you know radio genre and audio docos and SoundCloud sounds and yeah, no, a pretty eclectic mix, a bit like of, the swamp. If you had your own radio station, what, yes. would, you, what would you program? Yeah. And that's the thinking behind it. And and we've started one. We've got the idea there. The, the, the grid is up. We've written up various um, bits of information about each of the shows with, with photos and, and details about playlists and so forth. And next step is we're going to um, choose some of them and we're going to do Put them, them as podcasts, there. basically. Yeah. And they, you will actually be able to hear them as um, scheduled podcasts sort of going along with, with the uh, – in, in addition with the Swamp podcast, there, was, there will be the special Swamp radio podcast. Yeah, no, really looking forward to it, Russ. I yeah. think that um, it's a real opportunity for um, – yeah, uh, well, in two, certainly for both of us to sort of get, I guess, um, uh, more things down that we're interested in and pursue some of our eclectic tastes in all sorts mm-hmm. of things. But, um, you know, really looking further um, down the track was, you know, very much with the view that at some point um, we'll certainly be able to get um, anyone that's interested or other yep. people that might might want to add their, their own particular, um, you know, uh, interest to, to the swamp, um, an opportunity to do so. Yeah, there are yeah. gaps in the playlist there that you can fill in. So get your, get, you know, just see. Just Send, send us what you want to do. and um, Well, first um, check out check out the page, yeah. Swamp Radio. You'll see it on, on the front find page. Find a gap. Yep. Yep, find a gap. Check out the page and, and see what you think and see if you can come up with your own ideas. Um, we'd love to hear from Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And we'll put them up. Yep. We'll put them up. Um, it's going to be a thing. Swamp. 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 Do net low jumping again. Do net low jumping again. It's a real thing, it's a happening thing. So should we do um an outro? We should do a quick outro. So we should do an outro. So thank you for listening to another episode of The Swamp. It was um uh, took us a little bit of time to get this one back together, but we're back back in the dinghy and we're we're swamping. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop it with those bloody <laughs> metaphors. I love my dinghy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> ciao. On that note, ciao. <laughs> <laughs> 
hit your ding. <laughs> my, your ding, my, 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 my